1: This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. That's HAM in the numeral one. Download the SeatGeek app, get tickets on SeatGeek, get $10 off when you use the code HAM, and go to UntuckIt.com, promo code HAM for 20% off. Now to the segment. you got to be all in on them now, John. And that's, to this point, Nick Bosa. And we're going to see him Monday night football. We always talk about when we get to see quarterbacks go up against other quarterbacks head-to-head. But this is now Nick Bosa on the same football field as Miles Garrett on the other sideline. Um, and that, that, and this is now Monday night football, Bright Lights. We'll get to Pete Carroll. He's got a great Bright Lights record. Nick played at a Bright Lights college football program, but this is his first real Bright Lights football game as the first-round pick of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, big opportunity for him. He plays well this game. And I know you are telling me about Dane Brugler's rookie rankings. but
0: He had Rockies. him on the all-rookie team. Oh, all-rookie team. Okay.
1: Do you have Josh Jacobs? Yeah, he,
0: yeah Josh Jacobs was a starting running back. I, I'm looking for this, uh, this tweet that I had yesterday. Not that I did, but uh, one of the PFF guys because – Right now, one of the—I don't know if I'll be able to find it— is, is that Cleveland Farrell right now is the lowest-graded edge rusher in the NFL.
1: I, yeah, I saw you retweet that. I'll see if I can find and
0: it. And Nick Bosa was, for rookies, one of the highest. Listen, I, I'm starting to look like I was wrong on Nick Bosa in the sense that he's got a chance to be better than I thought. Now, one of the questions on Nick Bosa was— He's so ready-made. What's his upside? Well, this is back to the Chris Ballard in me, and I've changed my philosophy from the Al, from the Al just, Davis in you. Yeah, just if Nick Bosa just stays like this forever, he'll fucking be pretty good. Like if I just get a nine to twelve sack guy for ten plus years. I'm in pretty good shape. Would it, perfect, you know, in a perfect world, do I want Alden Smith upside? Do I want Khalil Mack? Yes, but if I get you know, 10 years of three or four Pro Bowls, but a lock starter, I, I can't be that mad. Now, I think the biggest thing is going to be Josh Allen already is all, one of the highly valued guys in terms of pressures in the NFL. Like up there, you know, behind like the top two or three guys, from Mac to Miles Garrett, like he's in a pretty good class. Now, Bosa's in it too. It's just, to me, we'll kind of judge those two guys because Josh Allen's going to be a star. And so's Nick Bosa. But like that's how we're be- we're just nitpicking when you passed on them all. That's who you get judged against. Like the Raiders, Cleveland Farrell sucking hurts because like God, you guys took him. But they'll never be able to be like, well, we could have had Bo- the Bosa wasn't an option. Quinn and Williams wasn't an option. So like th- that's why the Jags, in the sense of they got lucky that he just fell to them. <laughs> it's not like they picked him over guys. So you're not giving them credit. Well, they like Josh Allen more than Bosa and Quentin Williams. We we'll never know that. you know. Same with like Reggie McKenzie when he got Khalil Mack. He got lucky that he fell to him. The Niners kind of set the tone. They thought Nick Bosa, of the next 10 guys, because it was, I don't know how it will play out five years from now, but on paper heading into draft day, it was considered one of the better defensive drafts in recent memory, right? Yeah. With pass rushers and defensive linemen. The Niners were going all in on defensive linemen, and they chose him. And so far, they look pretty good. And here, here's the, the other Raiders thing, The Raiders did take Cleveland Farrell ahead of Josh Allen, though, unlike... Well, yeah, they get judged on that. But I'm saying, I'd always heard they loved Bosa, like everybody. Gotcha. And this is why I say, Guy, with shitty teams, when you win a game in, in December, like I, you will not get John Middlecoff support. You can't... And I was thinking about this yesterday. The Niners got lucky, right? Because they won a game late, but it didn't cost them, Nick Bosa. Where the Raiders... The difference is the Raiders had actively tanked. People kind of forget, it kind of hit me yesterday, the Raiders kind of did what the Dolphins did last year, right? They traded, you'd argue, Khalil Mack better than Laramie Tunzel and Amari Cooper.
1: Uh, yeah, I get it. felt less by design, though. Well, But
0: when you do that, ultimately you're okay with tanking the season. Right. And their tank got fucked up because they won a game against Pittsburgh. Well, Ben Roethlisberger took the second half off. But then when it was cool to come back in when they were down for to try to lead him on a game when he drives, just randomly comes back into the game. I don't think I've ever seen that before. A dude misses an entire half on the sideline, injured. Well, it's just ba- then they very fall basketball. And comes- well, yeah, and wouldn't you say Roethlisberger's got a little basketball drama to him?
1: The, uh, the drama, yeah, but he physically has, has t- taken a beating. Here's your stat, by the way, from Mike Renner. Pass rushing win rate for rookie edge rushers. A lot going on there. Bosa 24% win rate. Burns, Brian Burns, eighteen uh, percent. Josh Allen, seventeen percent. Cleveland Farrell, six point eight percent.
0: Just so behind. So you know, what I, I talked to a buddy so in the NFL. Friends. He he says the way they quantify that a win rate is uh, pressures divided by rushes. So if you get five pressures out of one hundred twenty rushes, you know whatever the math gotcha, is, right? Gotcha. So it makes sense. Anytime you get a pressure, whether a sack, whether it's just I think with being in a couple yards, it is somewhat subjective, right, A pressure. Like, there's a difference between being a touch guy and being five feet away, but also creating some urgency for the guy to get rid of the football. I think the Niners have to be pretty fucking happy right now. And this is the good thing, I guess, when you do take an injured guy. If your quarterback's always injured, it's hard to practice. Nick Bosa doesn't need to practice that much. Right. D linemen just don't need to practice that much. <laughs> they they, yeah. they don't. They they really don't. Because when the ball snapped, you go. And like we were talking before, kind of just this game going into Monday night, like wouldn't you imagine he'll be one of the players that's, I I don't know how much longer I can watch the broadcast, but we're kind of in bed with it this year because we don't have a choice that the Joe Tessitore and Booger will talk about this week.
1: Well, yeah, I would think I mean they have to i I think the other element though is not just him versus Miles Garrett, and this goes back to something you were you probably said louder than most people, uh and more often than most people you're just big on this was it's not it's also him versus Odell Beckham jr right that's the other part of this game now they the Browns would have had to accept your trade offer for the second overall pick for Odell Beckham, but we the, talked to the giant you mean Sorry, the, Giants. the Giants, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. talked about this a lot. Uh, Who who would you rather have right now, Odell or Nick Bosa?
0: Because we've said over and over, right, just number two straight up for Odell Beckham or the package the Browns gave him, right? And I think we all agreed that you would just take number two over a box safety and pick 17 and even a third-round pick. Now, Jabril Peppers did have a pick six against Dwayne Haskins on Sunday. I got a great Jay Gruden quote coming up a little later in the NFL headlines. Jay Gruden's on one right now. Uh, and I, you know, I'd be lying if I said that I've broken down, uh, the big defensive tackle they took from Clemson, but he's a nose tackle. Like that's, he's just a no. He's an old school 340 pound nose tackle. If you're the Giants, would you rather just had Nick Bosa
1: than Dexter Lawrence? Now,
0: yeah, would I you, think you would. Well, here's what you could have done. If you trade Odell Beckham, you would have had taken Nick Bosa and then take J and then taken Danny Dimes. You wouldn't have taken Danny Dimes at two, right? You just you would, would have think, taken both. Well, and you would Danny think Dime. not,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you've gotten
0: crushed for that. Or, but what's the difference if you take Danny Dimes and Josh Allen? You're, you're ending up with one of the sweet pass rushers, and Danny Dimes, right? It wouldn't have mattered because they would have been in position. They passed on Josh Allen for Danny Dimes. Remember, Dan, Josh Allen went seven. He didn't go like four. That was one of the things. Like he fell, he fell mainly because of Danny Dimes and Cleveland Farrell. Because everyone was like, he's a locked top five pick. And looking back, and now you're watching these stats, and you just flip on a Jags game, you see him getting a rush. He should have been a top five pick. It just two curveballs. Because in a normal year, if Danny Dimes had been the equivalent of like Sam Darnold, you just would have thought, well, you probably can get Josh Allen at six or seven because that guy's going to come in. But no one expected Cleveland Farrell. You could argue that Cleveland Farrell was a bigger whoa because. Yeah, Danny Dimes was overdrafted, but he was a quarterback.
1: Like, they, they thought Cleveland Farrell was just better than Josh Allen. Right. That's it'd be, right. Well, I think the what? real question is always this how many other teams were about to take the player? If you don't draft Danny Dimes uh, at six, would he have been there at 17? If you don't draft Cleveland Farrell at four, would he have been there at 13? Someone got mad at me the other day on like three and out in one of my DMs because
0: I was still crushing the pick. Not, I'm not anti, like I was like, Danny Dimes has been really good. But I will never get off my soapbox of, I'm pretty confident you could have got him at 17. Because we know Elway only likes strong-arm quarterback, Flacco, Drew Locke. Danny Dimes isn't that, not his type quarterback. And then the reason the Redskins took Dwayne Haskins was because the fucking owner's kid played with Dwayne Haskins in like junior high. Loved the guy. The owner wanted him. And anyone that's followed pro sports, when's the last time the owner was overruled in a draft room in the history of sports? (laughs) Zero. So, because the guy's analogy was like, middle cop, what if you could meet this woman and date her for 20 years, then marry her, have kids, have a good life, or... Instead of instead of marrying the girl, go on multiple bachelor parties. Like, his analogy was basically like, you're risking it, you know, for Danny this Dimes. Is the, the, this was, is the
1: cowherdization of uh, everybody. Yeah, out of like, of I, listen, I, I,
0: I understand,
1: and we'll truly never know.
0: Like, right now, if I told you that the Giants had passed him at 6 and attempted him to get 17, wouldn't you put the likelihood that Danny Dimes would have been there at 17 higher than
1: 75%? Yeah, I mean... The Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, right. Yeah, but I'm also thinking like the teams behind. Was anybody no, who needed a no quarterback guy. up? No, nobody. Unless like the Chargers think he's the future, but they would have had to come from 28. So no. Do you know how
0: far? Like 28 to like 12. Oh, would that cost you? That's
1: what I'm saying. I just would have been.
0: I don't see it. I don't. Patriots. They like –
1: what's his name? Etling. Uh, the guy, no, the guy from uh, – they also got – yeah, Danny. But they like they like the uh, – who's the other guy? From Georgia? Isn't, that their, isn't their backup quarterback? Kid from Auburn? Patriots? Yeah, but who's the other guy? Don't they have the other guy from uh, Georgia? I don't think they have a third quarterback. It's just Brady and the kid from Auburn who wasn't very good. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? Stidham. Where's Jarrett Stidham? Oh, that, oh i i'm etling's the wrong guy stidham's but the right Et, guy. no etling was a patriot or is a patriot well, he's on their i think practice he plays like, okay
0: yeah but doesn't etling play like wide receiver too i think stidham's the guy i'm talking about okay, yeah stidham who but they drafted stidham in like the 4th round who is their backup quarterback which is where they would
1: draft a quarterback by the way
0: is is you know what's weird with stidham hmm. It's like Auburn right now is one of the best teams in the country. They're led by a true freshman. Now, granted, their defense is elite, but Bo Nix has been really good. Stidham, who really wasn't that good for Bo, or not Bo, but uh, Gus, uh, Gus, is now been really good for the Patriots. Was really good for him in preseason. Belichick loves him. Josh loves him. They cut Hoyer, who they clearly also love. For this guy, is it just is it a reflection of? This guy is one of the rare people that was actually much more suited for an NFL-style offense than the traditional spread. Oh, could be,
1: yeah. Because I'm watching Auburn thinking, Jesus, they don't miss their NFL quarterback. Who do you think is better on Monday night, John? Odell Beckham or Nick Bosa? And you don't really – and I've always said this. You know, I'm kind of having fun. You don't actually have to be better than Odell Beckham. Like, as long as you're really good. Like, in the end, would the – would the Saints have t- traded Reggie Bush for Mario Williams? Like, the Texans made the right pick for them. Would the Saints have traded him? Reggie Bush is in their, like, Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame, whatever. Like, that worked. T- is he? Yeah. What somebody Seriously? told me the other day. I'll double-check that. But I saw him on TV wearing a Saints hat the other day. He's a, Saint, he's a big Saints guy. Yeah. I, 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 My point being, as long as you're really good – like, we can always play the game. Like, who should we have taken? But as long as you're really good, everyone's kind of – it's it's okay. It's fine. I agree. I would agree.
0: I'm actually more nervous. How are the 49ers going to cover Odell Beckham? You realize that they're – one of their best players. This is weird to say. Uh, you never would have said this uh, two months but, ago. Bad
1: information, by the way, from me. Yeah, the Saints Ring of Honor uh, is five people. Who are they? Tom Benson. Archie. Oh, <laughs> shocker. Archie. Martin Anderson, Willie Rofe, Ricky Jackson. So I got some bad intel there.
0: Was a the guy just going off on one? Like, he's in their ring of honor. And you just kind of go with it? Yeah. It's like, you know, he was so good for them. He's in their Hall of Fame. I was like, damn, okay. Who would know one make that up? Well, there's nothing like when someone has conviction, and then you repeat it, and then once you've repeated it, once you've repeated it you're like, God, that doesn't quite add up.
1: <laughs> uh, That's true.
0: I just don't know how the 49ers... I think the most fascinating part about this game is the Browns' biggest weakness is their tackles, which meaning tackles are not a problem in the run game. Average tackles can run block. You can't pass block. The Niner's strength is pass rush, yet the 49ers' weakness going into this game is they're missing their second corner, who's very, very important, who actually matches up better with Odell Beckham than Richard. Richard... Odell gave him the business. I think you know, I think it was his rookie year. might have been a second year. Ruined. Uh, like that. That is not a matchup for Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman's much more like, put him against Jarvis Landry. Put him against their tight end or something. But not Odell's a tough matchup. Who's covering Odell Beckham? Jason Verrett? Well, well no. If you're going to take shots to Odell, you would go, well, at least the Niners might get home. But if they do hit it, I- I'm fascinated by what they do with him. You might just need to double cover him. But then, who's their slot corner covering Jarvis? If it's not Richard, kind of a kind of a weird game that way. Yeah,
1: I think you just you just got to get to Baker. You've got to. get – And the good news is, you know, Baker will hold it. You got to get to him.
0: Now you could just run slants to Odell against their that's terrifying fourth corner. Yeah, he's a pretty good slot slant uh, wide receiver. That, that's to me the fascinating part about this game because you go, Nick Chubb was dominant the other day. Looked like a fantasy All American. I mean, he is good, right? He's a, a second-round All-American. Did
1: you see the photo yeah. of him and Gurley? And Gurley's like – Gurley looks like he's half a foot taller. When they, when they were in college? No, no, just the other day there was a photo of them from at some point in the NFL exchanging jerseys. Yeah. Post-game.
0: And Gurley looks like that. a
1: quarterback standing next to him.
0: He's so tall. Oh, probably after the Sunday night game. Yeah. Has any team in recent memory had a better, like, three-year run of running backs that went – Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and I'm missing one. Oh yeah, Sony and Nick Chubb. This guy, guy th- Darius, Geis? He's LSU, LSU, but they got they got Swift, who's going to be go really high this year. I mean, they've had a run of first round running backs, basically, right? <laughs> Nick Chubb, I'd consider. I know he went like first pick in the second round, but he was yeah. Here, I mean, but he but he easily could have, and if it wasn't for a fucked up knee, he would have gone. Think about this too, guy. Is that one, that team had a, they had a guy drafted in the first round and the first pick in the second round. The same running back room in college. Like, oh, no wonder they play with Alabama. And two, do you remember when the Seattle, they like traded out and then they traded back up for Penny? Yeah. who I, I like Penny, but th- they were scared. One of the rumors were like, why'd they do that? Couldn't you just wait for him to fall? They like, well, they knew Dorsey loved him. So instead of getting Rashad Penny, Dorsey just ended up with Nick Chubb. It's crazy. Sometimes in the draft, the guy you want you don't end up getting, and the second guy that you like too, but you didn't like him as much as the next guy, turns out to be dramatically better. And it was it was basically luck. I
1: don't know
0: it was luck. It I saw all the yesterday. Time. I was watching uh, Lifman and Schiller tweeted out this video of them fucking with Clay, and Clay's just coming over bullshit, and you can tell he's bored as shit at the media day. And all of a sudden, they're, they hand Clay a mic, and they're just you know talking about life or whatever. And a dude comes up, and Clay kind of puts down the mic, and he dap. He's like, "Whoa!" And it's Alex Burks. Alec Burks Alex Burks. Yeah. I think that's how you say his name. And so he gives him a huge hug. He's like, man, how are you doing? They haven't even seen each other. And then he comes back. He's like, "You know what's funny? When we were, we were in the same draft, and the entire draft that year, the hype was who's the best shooting guard in this draft? Me or him? Me or him? Me or him? And then I think he's like, he went ten, I went eleven, or whatever." And Clay was excited. Clay didn't say a bad word about him. And I'm just thinking, watching, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> thinking about the difference of... Like, in the draft, it always happens like this. You stack a couple guys, and the one guy sometimes turns out to be the future Hall of Famer or the future Pro Bowler, and the other guy is just a
1: dud. Well, and the Warriors, Or even if even if he's just a solid guy. The Warriors had to make that decision because they went back-to-back picks. Alec Burks he, went right after Clayton. Tw- he went 12. Yeah, so they... But right think after, about this. Right I'm, after, right after Jimmer went. My point is, though, on
0: draft night, if they had taken Alec instead of Clay, yeah, no, probably would have got a, a a grades.
1: I wonder if Utah is sitting there going, "We actually like Claymore."
0: One hundred percent knows. But, well, think about this. Let's say Utah like Claymore. They just got unlucky that like sometimes you get the Chubb Penny situation, right? And you lose. And you lose. <laughs> That's why you always want the pick. And you lose. Yep. There's just a huge element. Anytime you're just drafting humans, you just, you don't know, guy. Okay? You don't know.
1: Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust. So I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app.
0: Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.